Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganello. all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Hello everyone, Shannon Gus here getting you ready for our week 6 exit interviews for Survivor UK. Survivor UK is so hot right now, we are at the peak of the season so far, it is only going up and we had, spoiler alert, two devastating boots this week which Actually, an incredible week of television, but very, very upsetting, but also amazing for the exit interviews. I absolutely loved both of these exit interviews with, spoiler alert again, really please click out if you haven't seen the episodes, but Doug and Tanuke, I really tried to cram in pretty much two mini deep dives, took as much time as I possibly could to get half an hour with both of these incredible stars of the season because there was just so much to hear from both of them. They were such ridiculously massive players in the game. So really thank you to the BBC and to Doug and Tanuke for their time on this because it was truly Two incredible ex interviews that I enjoyed very, very much. The recap with George as well, talking through everything this week is out. And I did the check-in with Rob, which I'm pretty sure as well is going to be unlocked for all of you non-patrons. Become a patron, but it is going to be available for the non-patrons. And that one was very fun. We had to do another winner draft because everything has just flipped from when we did one two weeks ago. So a lot of really fun content this week. It's been such a thrill to cover what is now such a great season. Remember, tell your friends, watch Survivor UK. These were two great ex interviews. Hope you guys enjoy them and I will see you on the other side. Hi, Doug. Welcome to RHAP. I'm so upset leading the cheesy charts, absolutely dominating. This was a really, really painful one for me, but thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. My absolute pleasure. And um, yeah, what a game. What a game. <laughs> So much. I have so many questions, truly. You were absolutely dominating such a massive character this season. I'm going to be jumping around a little bit just because there's so much, but I'd love to start at the end. Going against Ash and Chris, you know, after the leave vote, 
what was your sense of the tribe dynamics? Because obviously we hear you saying like tribal lines are done for now. Where did you feel the dynamics sat? And with that, what was your plan once Chris had hopefully gone in the tribal council where you left? What was your kind of plan going forward with those dynamics? Oh, it was it was strange. Um, Marriage tribe just didn't work out for me. I guess I uh, I was really happy with the way I played, certainly pre-merge. Um, put myself in a very nice position at both Lenena and Calaton. And when the marriage happened, my my strategy was we can remain Lenena strong and go from there. But when you arrived at merge, Lenena just had split into and there was just no way I could repair it. So um, for me, it was very much a term, a case of threat management and just try and just blend in to the background, certainly for the first few votes, because there was just a bit of carnage going on. There was a whole Chris, Ashley, Lee sort of mm-hmm. episode going on. And I just had to try and socially integrate with Calatons. You know, Nathan really struck me as a big loyalty player and I'd sort of thrown him a bit of a bone at the previous Calaton tribal by keeping him in. So it was very much socially moving forward and blending into the background, be that grey man, certainly for the first through, first few votes was my strategy. Mm-hmm. So then, like, yeah, if, if Chris left, as was the plan, did you have, like, a target in mind or, like, how you were going to try to avoid, you know, other than maybe some social connections? Did you have someone that you would have wanted to be going for next? Yeah, you know, if, if it went the way that I thought um, with Chris leaving, it would have been a case of um, painting a picture to potentially Lalani and Lawrence that there is a Calton hierarchy. Okay. You know, you guys are on the chopping block at some point. I can possibly give you an avenue to the final mm-hmm. and then take it from there. Um, lo and behold, that didn't work. My kind of, my, I regret, I guess, because I could have definitely got this uh, expired idol and just swung it around my head mm-hmm. going into that yeah. tribal. If I knew, if I, do you know, if I knew if it was going to be my name coming up, um, certainly elements of underestimation, Shannon, to be honest. Um, and it was a very effective blindside. It was it was very well played by those guys. Um, but yeah, here we are. And uh, honestly, no regrets. It was a great ride. Mm-hmm. So like, had you gone to any of those Calaton members, Lawrence and Leilani, before you went out or you would have waited till Chris went to kind of start? Because that's effective. I mean, Chris effectively uses it with Matthew and Lawrence in the next episode. So that's probably where like the, the bit of the break was. So had you worked on any of that or you were just kind of waiting through that phase to, you know, to get there? I thought I thought I did enough, certainly with uh, Nathan and Alani, not toward the full five votes. You know, worst case in my head, I would maybe get three votes from Calaton and those two, <laughs> I made it quite difficult for them to yeah. make that vote. I just yeah. didn't think I would get all five. I thought the the target of Chris was painted quite well. That looked to be a kind of a solid plan, um, and numbers wise, I just didn't, I just didn't not see me getting five votes. I just couldn't see it. But um, credit to them, that was a good, that was a good survivor play, and uh, all credit to them. It was, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was a blindside, Shannon. Yeah, so you were playing a bit defensive for just I like was trying defensive. to, yeah, go undercover a little That's bit for a couple of votes before you can try and make an attack. Which, yeah, I get it. That was exactly right. And, you know, just the way the, the Merge tribe was operating, it was kind of a, it was strange. The, the, the strategy just wasn't there. It was very much, you annoyed me, you have to go sort of thing. There, was, there wasn't too much thinking about latter rounds. I just needed to sort of play quite defensive for those first three. And then 
you know, I could have planted this idol, done something quite fun with it. It was kind of, uh, yeah, that was mm-hmm. my thinking. It was very defensive. Yeah. So, you, you know, you mentioned the merge was just like so much chaos between Ash and Chris and then Lee. And you're close with all of these people. You were like the king of Lenana. So why did you choose Lee? Peg leg Hannah, why that side of Lenana when everything was absolutely hitting the fan at that point? I know it was Lee was such a key chess piece for me in Survivor. Um, Lee, you know, he's, he's a great guy, but didn't have too much strategic chops about him. But he really took on the role of, you know, alpha leader, I'm the captain, rousing speeches with the trees, like follow me into battle. And for me, that was just absolutely perfect. Like, Lee, you. Crack on, man. Well, I'll stand right behind you. You do this. Um, and I needed to keep him in the game as long as possible. If he was in the game, I just knew I'd be safe because he was painting his target bigger and bigger and bigger. He was very, very loyal. I, I just had 99% sure he would never, ever voted for me. Um, needed to align with him um, going forward. And, you know, Chris and Ashley, um, good survivor players. You know, they, they, they were in my way for the title of sole survivor. So, um, I guess I leaned towards the sort of Peg, Hannah, Lee, Seidel, and Enna when it broke in half. Mm. Um, because Chris and Ashley were were very, very strategic, very, very good players um, in that Mayor's Tribe. Yeah, so I'd love to get back to those like early Lenena relationships because you were seemingly so in good with so many people who seem to love you so, so much. Um, you know, between Lee and Chris, who both, you know, seemed, you know, to agonize over how you were doing at the swap, if you were going to be okay. You seemed very close with Pegleg. Like, you seem to have relationships across the board. Tell me which of those relationships stood out through that early game and, and where you saw your kind of closest alliances and bonds. Yeah, so I've always thought going into something like Survivor, um, the beautiful thing about Survivor, I guess, is hundreds of ways to play it. I've always thought the best way to do it is to be likable, likable across the board and make it difficult for people to vote you out um, socially, you know? Um, I obviously had a kind of a poor alliance with Lee, Pegleg and Chris, and I was very confident I could control those those guys' votes, certainly at the early start of Lenena. But I was a bit unsure about the other half, which was, uh, you know, Rach, Ashley, uh, Hannah, and then Ren sort of emerged as sort of a key sort of chess piece again in my game. So, we had a really nice little alliance working across the tribe where I would sort of relay to Ren how these guys were going to vote. Ren would sort of relay to me how the other side of the, the tribe was going to vote. And then we could sort of kind of control it at that early stage um, and keep each other safe and just get a grasp on how the tribe was feeling and, you know, count the votes for those tribal councils. Um, didn't quite work out, unfortunately, because of Fishgate, as we call it now. So um, mm-hmm. that sort of collapsed. But um, certainly, uh, the early stages of Lenena, Rem was very, very key. And that sort of core alliance of uh, Chris Pegg and Lee was also quite critical to maintain the majority and just keep myself sort of safe in the game while hiding behind Lee, who was very much alpha dog, captain leader, and just keeping him right in front of me so I can sort of operate behind the scenes. 
Yeah, I, I think it's interesting because you had relationships with people who seemed very distant from each other or to seem to, yeah. as we see with like Lee and then Chris, you know, coming up. And in that first vote, you become something, it seems, of the swing vote with Ren between yep. these groups. Chris is on one side with Ash and Rach. Then you have Lee, Pegleg and Hannah with Sabrina. And you seem to choose, you know, like be a big part of the decision there to vote Sabrina out. So considering you had many allies on the other side, but allies across the board, what was your thinking there in going against Sabrina as a swing vote? Yeah, so um, the way it worked was I just, it was so early in the game and I knew I could certainly repair the damage done against um, Lee, Hannah and Chris with that vote. You know, I kind of, um, I saw she, uh, Sabrina as, you know, she, she was a survivor player. She was actually a legitimate threat to me that early on in the game. Um, and I wanted to... I guess, side with Chris, side with Ashley, side with that side of the vote um, for that early tribal council. And then I was sort of painting it as Sabrina's gone, we can sort of reset um, and move forward. And again, it, yeah, kind of, it was a numbers thing. Um, I need to get Sabrina out and I had to sort of socially work to try and repair all the damage. And then you'll see in the next episode, it was like that kind of alliance never really existed. We sort of branched off into new alliances mm. again. Um, which was quite fun but um, yeah I think that was a quite a confusing vote but it was the right decision uh, I definitely saw Sabrina as a potential thorn in my side going forward she was trying to make big decisions early on she did kind of understand how to split votes understand about forming alliances and for me that was actually quite a good opportunity to uh, send her home so I'd love to get from your perspective everything about Little Fishgate Ren's going to go to the outpost they're going to get a fish, a tiny little fish, and a clue to share with one other person. They're going to share with you. You're going to find the idol. But Ren is really going to go down with the ship in terms of that. And more information was coming out. You're implicated, but not. Eventually, you're going to nope out of there. But before that happens, just from your vantage point, please explain the chaos of Little Fishgate to me. Fishgate, goodness me. I mean, if you've watched any seasons of Survivor, you must know that there's going to be some sort of advantage, some sort of clue coming out of this outpost. It's, it's you know, we're not dumb. And uh, I just knew when Rain emerged with this smaller fish that there was something else in play. Um, and I, I sort of had a great relationship with them that I knew they'd tell me about it, um, which was very interesting. And that really thrust me into the Survivor game. You know, you can, you can in Survivor, you can sit back and be patient and let... Uh, things happen or you can kind of go out and play and as soon as Ren told me that there is an idol there I had to find it before they did I needed to control that idol I wanted to control that idol um, and I needed to get it before anyone else now after I found the idol I had a bit of a moral dilemma whether I should actually tell Ren that I actually got it or should I pretend that it's still out there or somebody else found it but I needed Ren to know that I had this idol because they were still quite useful for me they were still feeding me information about how the, the girls were going to vote. Um, and uh, yeah, that was um, a big moment. And then following that, as you saw in the series, Chris did a bit of digging, found out that it's not always what it seems and that Ren um, has potentially got a clue or an idol, um, which was quite chaotic. And then, and then lo and behold, there was a tribe swap coming up. So it very much was um, jump the sinking ship for me. and. Uh, Escaped to Carlton with the idol and um, 
Yeah, I don't regret any of that. That was a good decision, I think. You know, um, I could easily got caught in the crossfire of being collateral damage to a rain vote out, but um, I kind of got out unscathed with that one. Yeah, talk me through more of that decision. Obviously, big big choice to go to Caliton yeah. with Pegleg. How much of that was about Ren? Was there anything else that went into the thinking other than the fact that you were just trying to get so far away from the fire that was currently happening with all of that idol stuff? Do you know what? Um, it, it played a big part, but, you know, um, two of the three people had to go. And when Shy emerged, I remember when the three Calton members emerged, Shy was still in the game which sort of meant that a female was maybe voted out of Calatone. There's maybe one female left, either mm-hmm. Jess or Rachel. Yeah. So sending Hannah might have maybe struggled to create bonds with someone like Nathan, who's, you know, big, strong dude. I might have done a bit well, better socially mm-hmm. to connect with him than maybe Hannah. I know Survivor's here to be played. And if a tribe swap comes and you can you sort of play the game from the opposite camp and potentially dismantle a tribe from the inside is actually quite exciting. Um, so I was quite keen to go. Plus, I had the idol for an extra tribal, which gave me a little bit of security and I could have maybe idled out a member of the Caliton. So mm-hmm. for me going in, I was actually probably a good choice to go across from Lenena, um, trusting that my old Lenena alliance would remain intact and not, not completely, not <laughs> yeah. completely be destroyed. Yeah. Um, that, that wasn't the case, unfortunately, Shannon. Yeah, it was not. Well, you told Pegleg about that idol, good for just one more tribal council. And did anyone else ever find out? Did Pegleg share that? Did you share that? Did Chris find out in hindsight that you had had the Fishgate idol? Or did that not escape the two of you? Never escaped. Never, ever escaped. You know, I was um, telling Peg, I guess it might have been a misread, but I, I'm maybe just a stupid play for myself, but I thought, I would have thought if I was in Peg's shoes, your closest alliance or alliance member told you they had an idol, I would have been quite happy, you know, yeah. to get together to uh, do something quite fun. But uh, now he's pretty peed off about it. But uh, yeah, possibly a misread from from my side. But um, I needed to keep Peg close. I needed to make sure that we were voting as two and that we remained sort of Lenena strong, certainly at Caliton. That was quite important for us to dismantle that tribe. I needed to sort of guide him to vote the way I wanted him to vote um, and make sure that we were voting for Jess and then we're voting out uh, another Calatonian in the next vote. So that was a way for me just to assure him, look, we're in this together. I've got this idol here. I will play it for both of us. We sort of need to just, we cannot branch off because we'll be toast. Yeah. Well, on my podcast, we did highly debate the swap decisions. Oh. Yes. Um, over Nathan and then Shy switching back again, Shy and Lawrence, who Shy said he was going to be pretty loyal um, yep. and, you know, taking out Shy there over Nathan as well. Can you talk me through the thinking of why Jess was first targeted and then you switch back to Shy? So, yeah, I've heard your debates are very, very good. Um, <laughs> so the, the, the Shy, the, the, start with the Jess vote. So for me and Peg, it was actually a bit of a no-brainer. Um, there was a, a Caliton name being floated around from two OG Calitons. Um, I think I would have been quite stupid to try and turn that around, to be honest. Um, you know, the other option would have been taking out Shy first, but then Jess didn't even actually even vote for Shy, so we would have been dead in the water. And I was just, Shy, you know, he wanted to control the tribe, and I knew he was at the bottom of the tribe, and what he was telling to me was legitimate. Um, it really was his only way to get control of the game by sort of enrolling myself and Peg as cell swords, guns for hire, mercenaries, whatever you want to call it, 
jumping onto that Jess vote and then, you know, Nathan will be part, at the bottom of his next vote. Mm-hmm. So the Jess vote was quite clear cut from my perspective. The Shy and Nathan one was a, it was a doozy. And that I was thinking about that one a lot before I cast that vote. Ultimately, it was brilliant because me and Peg actually put ourselves in position to, to decide who went home, yeah. um, Nathan or Shy. Now, mm-hmm. for me, um, I didn't know that merge was happening. Yeah. And I thought I thought merging at 11 players, just, it seems so odd to me. Mm. It seems like a strange number, you know. I thought 10 would make more sense. Um, so I thought we had maybe had another round of tribal voting. Mm-hmm. And if we got rid of Shy, there would be sort of a 2 one, one Yes. And Thank you, Doug. Yes. Yeah, would, okay. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Yeah. You know, I, would, I would be in control of another vote yeah. whenever it happened. Rather, rather than go to a 2-2, which would have been mm. quite risky, you know. Um, and also, Nathan, he did strike me as such a loyalty player. And he seemed like the type of guy where, you know, you saved me. I would essentially have your back going down the line. Um, but it's a survivor. And he did the good move getting me out of the game. But um, I just wanted to avoid that 2-2. I really, I just couldn't risk it so close to merge. And I just, I just thought there was going to be one more round of tribal voting. Um, yeah. Which would have given me a bit more time, and then I could even I could have even flipped it onto Nathan again, that mm-hmm. other one, you know, because Nathan would have been gunning for Lawrence to get him out of the yeah. game, and it could have been flipped again. So it was just that it was just that control that I wanted. Um, uh, certainly at the tribal voting stage, which I just couldn't I just couldn't throw it away at that stage because I worked so hard to kind of get it. Doug, I want to thank you from the very bottom of my heart for validating what I thought you were <laughs> thinking. I really appreciate it. Um, but like, okay, so. But was there that sense of like, you know, Shy was going to be loyal. He could have been a bit of a shield because everyone was so set on him. Like, did part of you think, even with that risk, and I still agree with your point, I will go to my grave defending that move for you. But did part of you think, "Mm, maybe I should take the risk, hopefully merge, hopefully we win and we keep a Shy and a Lawrence around as some extra numbers because you you never know what will happen at a merge? Was was that the thought process at all? Oh, yeah. I thought thought about it all, Shannon. Every variable I was thinking of. I'm sure you did, yeah. But, um... I was just so sure that my like the Lenenins would just weren't going to self and yeah, destroy yeah. themselves. I would I would have had the numbers anyway, you know. Yeah, I know. Um, so there's just you. no, you know, there was no point, and um, yeah, it just didn't quite work out that way. You know, in hindsight, maybe it would have changed my mind, but um, no, I stand by that decision at the time. Yeah. You know, so I was so I was full of what ifs, and I could have done this and could have done that. You just got to accept it, you know. Yeah, and I stand um, by defending you. Honestly, I yeah, love you, you articulating exactly what I thought. That's great. Um, <laughs> take that, George, if you're listening on the plane. Um, so, but with like Jeff, the Jeff quote, was there a sense of maybe Nathan over Jeff, or like why specifically? I get like the side of Lawrence and Shy, like they're on the bottom, but why, why Jess over Nathan? Um, I, could, I don't think I could have convinced Shy or Lawrence to flip onto Nathan. You know, they 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 mm. were still in the mindset that you know Nathan need to keep him in just to win these challenges. I guess. Right. Um, yeah. Couldn't I, I? just don't think I could have got three votes onto Nathan. Right. I don't think I could have done that. I just I was so confident. Shy and Lawrence just really wanted to make this play. It was a case of me sort of pretending that you know great plan guys like i'll jump onto your plan you're now steering the ship this is absolutely great me and peg are a package deal we'll do something together in reality um it was, it was sort of part of my plan to gain control of carlton and sort of dismantle it from the inside mm-hmm. um yeah it was just a tough one jess was such a lovely girl and uh, it was great being around her even for a few days uh 
a survivor, I guess, Shannon. Yeah. So coming into that merge with Nathan, who you're hoping he'll do you a favor, you did him a favor. Lawrence, you know, there must be some fallout with the fact that you've turned against him. And then there are obviously these new Peloton relationships. You've kind of half met Leilani for a little bit of time. Tanuke and Matthew are new. What were your relationships coming into the merge with some of those fractured relationships and some new relationships for Peloton who will ultimately spell your demise? Yeah. You know, it was funny. Um, it was it was chaos. It was chaos. Just I'd never, you know, been in Survivor for I don't know, 19, 20 days and eleven people in a tribe and paranoia was through the roof with a lot of people. You look around, there's conversations happening everywhere. Everywhere. Um and you just gauge that the tribe is my old alliance is just completely cracked down the middle. Um either way, I just couldn't I couldn't get a solid majority, unfortunately. I just couldn't do it. So I had to sort of, unfortunately, blend into Calaton a little bit and manage my threat level and just kind of fall back a little bit and distance myself from Lenena and try and, you know, I'd been a Calatonian up until then, try and remain as a Calatonian. Um, yeah, a bit of a self-implosion. I, you know, pre-merge, my pre-merge game was much better than my post-merge game. You know, I, I just didn't have that control that I wanted to and it was very difficult to wrestle it away from Calaton and you know it just goes to show that keeping these alliances and tight and sort of tight friendships going into marriage is so important. You know, you just can't you've got to separate the personal from the game. You've just got to do it. That's the way you have to play Survivor. And I felt like personal feuds and grudges were actually slowly eating Lenena away, unfortunately. Um I had to just try and distance as far as I could from that. Well, was someone like a Lawrence, for example, having turned on him, like, was it icy? Did he feel like an option to you going forward? Or do you feel like you'd like burned a bit of a bridge there? No, Lawrence is a smart player. Um, he, he knows it's a game. And, you know, if you stand, if you stand still on Survivor, you'll, 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 you'll miss it. You'll be behind, you know. Um, certainly, Lawrence was someone that I was thinking about speaking to if we, when we went to eight and to present to him the Calton hierarchy, which he could possibly dismantle with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, certainly not at that stage. I, I, I guess for the first two votes of the merge, there was an eight-person alliance. Um, the five Calatonians, myself, Peg, and Hannah. Um, and I thought that would have maybe survived one more vote, but no dice. Yeah. So, what about someone like Matthew, who Chris is going to target later to turn? Was that a relationship that, that you had? Is that a fracture you felt you could have exploited? Maybe. No, the way the way I looked at it is um, there was a top three. Mm-hmm. And speaking to Nathan at Calaton, it was himself, Tanuki and Matthew, right to the end, ride or die. Those mm-hmm. three were sort of untouchable at the top. Um, with Tanuki at the very top, she was very well protected from Matthew and Nathan. So coming down that sort of pyramid, you had possibly Lalani and Lawrence um, on the outers which I think maybe could have been swayed to make a play. Lawrence more so, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Milani was actually pretty loyal to Tanuki. But, um, you know, that, that hierarchy was there to be cracked for sure. Um, I, was just, I was just one step behind going into that last tribal. Um, oh, well. Yeah. Well, Nathan is someone you'd, you'd again voted against and then helped him out. And Tanuke was someone you were just meeting and they're at the top and Tanuke is really <laughs> going to drive this thing against yeah. you. And you're in what you think is an eight person alliance. So how were you working with them? What was that relationship like with the two of them through the merge? Yeah. Do you know, it was great. You know, um, myself and Nathan had some uh, fairly epic battles. Um, 
throughout certainly the, the tribal stages and we had a sort of a mutual respect for each other. You know, I'd, I'd thrown a bit of a bone keeping him in the game. And, uh, you know, I, I think at that stage, what unites a common, what unites a tribe is a common enemy. And every conversation that I had with Nathan Tanuki was, you know, let's let's get Chris out of the game. And uh, I, just, I just, I couldn't find any way to save him. And, you know, I had to sort of jump onto that and remain that sort of grey man, certainly for that vote. Um, and that was sort of the, the, the way that I was thinking, you know, um, Nathan hadn't really pulled too many large survivor moves at that stage of the game. Didn't think um, he would be a, a sort of vote on myself uh, at that stage. Same with Lalani. I just, I made, I think I made it quite difficult for them to do that vote. Um, but no fair play to them. They, they, they saw an opportunity and they took it. And uh, no, it was, what, it was what the game needed, to be honest. Uh, it was, it was a nice one. Yeah. I mean, I guess the biggest time to have been more like, you know, like you were in the pre-merge, more aggressive would have been at that Ash vote. I know you're being yeah. defensive, kind of going back, but I know you think through all the permutations. So, you know, with with Chris and Ash voting for Nathan, with Pegleg and Hannah being with you as kind of this voting block of three, was there the thought like this is the time we could become a Lenetta majority, get to a nine at five to four? Because even Joel is like, hey, you lost that majority, you know? So was there ever just a thought of mm, maybe, you know, families fight, we get back together, we do a Lenetta majority, or was it just so far gone at that point? Oh, Shannon, it was so far gone. You know, Peg um, and Hannah just they really wanted Chris out of the game. Like there was no, there was no turn in their minds. It was just for that, that idea to potentially save Chris and uh, float all in any majority. It just wasn't, it wasn't landing. It wasn't sticking, you know, yeah. um, which is unfortunate. Was that something you would have wanted if they were into it or yeah. like it was, was it coming from you or them that Nathan or both that Nathan wasn't like a, a plan there? Yeah, it was, it was, that, it was myself, you know, like <sighs> I was sort of floating that idea and it just was not landing whatsoever. They, they were kind of hellbent on getting Chris out of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, for whatever reason, you know, that's your decision. But, uh, you know, tunnel vision, red mist, whatever you want to call it. I just I couldn't quite get the numbers to get control that way. You know, it had to be it had to be sort of from the inside. It had to be a sort of a, a socially a social play for me to gain conversation, possibly at eight to present the Calton hierarchy when it was emerging. Um, mm-hmm. Just couldn't strategically get the majority. Yeah, like working with Peg and Hannah, who have been such key relationships for you through the game, yeah. like you as you sat at that swap with Peg through the swap and then coming back to being like the last kind of key Lenetta group. What was it like working with them? Because they they seem to see the game quite differently to you. Um, so I just wondered what that kind of game approach was like with Hannah and, and to a larger extent, Peg Leg. Yeah, so very, you know, brilliant people. Um, again, loyalty players, you know. Um, I, I truly believe that um, they would have had a really tough time ever voting against me. Um, I think I kind of came across, we were, like I came across as quite likable to them uh, socially. I could have definitely worked with them, you know. Um, I guess, you know, quite honest players, they value trust. They sort of do value that sort of close connection, which is actually quite useful for somebody to take control. Um but, you know, in these latter episodes, it actually is emerging that they do have a handle on the game. You know, they 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 do take their opportunities mm-hmm. and, again, can potentially be underestimated. You know, every vote is the same in Survivor. You can't you can't forget that. 
You know, you just yeah. cannot forget that. And they were brilliant. And sharing the camp with them was absolutely brilliant. You know, uh, Peg was a huge help around camp, um, which is so critical. You know, it, 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 you know, you forget. So Survivor is a strategic game, but at the same time, you are living in quite harsh conditions and you do need somebody there that can, you know, cook, make the fire, make the shelter, make everything a bit more comfortable. So um, I was kind of, a, I was a... Two thumbs up for him, man. He was he was a he was a really nice guy, and um, he would have been loyal to me. Same with Hannah. Yeah. Well, last question. I mean, you seem to know a lot more about the game than some of the other players. What had been your experience with Survivor and your sense of fandom or preparation to come out there and really dominate for so much of this game, Doug? Oh, Shannon, you know, it, it was just an amazing experience to play the game. Um, I remember it's very much showing my age. I uh, watched the first UK Survivor when it was out about twenty years ago. Um, I remember watching it, you know, as a as a youngster, um, and then more so, you know, I've I've watched all the Australian series, and the game has completely evolved since that UK one. Um, big shout out to my Survivor heroes, uh, Matt Rogers and Sean Hampson, absolute legends, and uh, <laughs> Johnny Johnny Gibb as well, who is the the UK season two Survivor winner. But um, yeah, you know, Survivor is is a great game and um, I strategized quite hard going into it, even down to the clothes that I chose to wear on day one. I wanted to make them quite baggy. I didn't want to come across as a sort of like big, tall dude. They're kind of they're very grey, neutral colours. So it very much was um, blending in, finding that shield and presenting Lee to the world as, you know, this, uh, this sort of alpha dog who'll steer the ship and control everything when in reality, you know, it was it was a meat shield for me, which is really really good, and um, had the best time, Shannon. It was yeah. it was amazing fun. It was amazing amazing fun. Um, yeah, it was brilliant. Well, I had a great time watching you. You were truly a star of the season. Such a delight to watch. I'm really sorry watching the way it went down, but you dominated that pre-merge. You are currently leading the Chizzy. And if they keep just taking out the top Chizzy leaders, Tanuke got taken out, maybe you'll <laughs> still win. You might, so it might happen. So only two weeks to go. Like you get, I mean, actually there's only two. Yeah, now thinking about it, you actually might win. So I'll let you know if you're going to get a mug. But thank you so much for your time. Thank you for what you brought to the show. It was so great to watch you. And yeah, have a great day. Oh, thank you, Shannon. Take care. Thanks so much. Bye. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Tanuke, welcome to the podcast. My winner pick, I'm gutted, but it was a good pick. No regrets, no regrets. But that was the blind side of the season because you were running everything. So that was truly shocking to me. Oh, man, I was so shocked. Like, I was shocked then. I'm shocked now. Like, it was it was mad. It was amazing. Like, these last two episodes have been insane. Um, but yeah, for real, I'm shocked. <laughs> Not yeah, lie. I said that on the podcast today, like, until that final vote for you came out, I truly didn't think it was happening. It is madness to me. Um, you were, you know, you'd sewn everything up and I have so many questions about it. I'd love to ask, you know, we kind of hear your idea of the hierarchy getting to the end with Nathan and Matthew. Yeah. Um, Leilani is obviously very close to that. 
Um, and then yeah. Lawrence and then it seems like Hannah was getting close. And then the rest of the Lenina guys, was that your sense of how you really were going to get to the end? Was that the hierarchy that would have laid out if you could have marched through? It, 100%. Like, I don't, I don't know. Well, I do know, but Christopher did such a good job at getting in Matty's ear about this whole high hierarchy thing, because that was not the case. Like me, Nathan and Matty, that was the plan for final three. Like that was the solid plan. I was always going to stick with that. Um, And it wasn't, it wasn't a case of, it wasn't a case of like Matty not being like us wanting to be together at the top. So that's why I was so shocked because I, I just, I still didn't even believe that Matty had like switched until I think even like a couple of days after in the jury villa mm-hmm. when I sort of like started to like get a grips with it. But I was convinced I did. I couldn't figure it out. I really couldn't. Yeah. Well, I'd love to go back to Calaton where you were ruling the roost very much over there from what I could tell and talk about some of those relationships. Um, how did you see the hierarchy and the, the dynamics of what I really thought was an onion alliance of you very much in the middle yeah. and everyone kind of circling out around you? Um, yeah, I mean, my, so like my kind of like game plan was like, just try and stay under the radar, which (laughs) obviously just did not work at all. Um, and that kind of started building in Calaton, like you said, um, and sort of just before we left or before me and Matty moved over to Lenena, we really solidified that alliance between myself, Nathan, um, Jess, obviously, and Matty. And once Jess had kind of gone, that was the three, like that was the, that was the solid base of it all. And I didn't quite realize how obvious my game was to everyone. Like I didn't quite realize that, you know, I wasn't doing a good job at hiding it. I don't know, but yeah, there we go. You were a very clear threat. I mean, what was it about Nathan and Matthew in particular that you felt so close to? I mean, we just we just gone through so much at the beginning of the show, like no food, no nothing. We're like losing so often. We just like created really close bonds at the beginning of the show. Me and Matty were like two kids. Like there was like so many times when we were just up until like 3 a.m. like just laughing and just chatting rubbish and talking about life. And we had a good sense of humor between each other. So that was really fun. And I actually didn't ever not spend a day with him in the entire show yeah. because we'd gone from Calison together then we'd moved over together and then we'd done the uh, merge together so there wasn't a moment when I wasn't in the same space as him so we were really close and then with Nathan we're literally like from the same area we have like so many similarities in our sense of humor as well and we just got on like a house on fire and he's just like such a good person he's so kind super caring and yeah, we just got on. So it was, it was a really solid three or so I thought. <laughs> I mean, you had so many relationships. You mentioned Jess, Rachel as well. Someone you were kind yeah. of deciding between and like who to, to take someone like Rachel out at that point. Can you talk through a decision like that and the relationships you had with Jess and Rachel? Yeah, they like absolute babes, both of them. Um, it was, it was with the Rachel vote. That was definitely the hardest vote that I, I had made in the whole show up until that point. Um, and it was just purely from Rachel was just a bigger threat in terms of like 
she wouldn't want like there was times when she wouldn't want to vote with the way I was wanting to go or she had her own opinion she's like a strong-willed absolute badass and I could just see that in the future becoming an issue um whereas Jess was really like just up for anything and ready to like just do what she could for our little three so um yeah that was definitely a hard vote and it was really really sad to see Jess when she'd left I hadn't I hadn't expected that to happen I thought it was going to be shy um so yeah that was that was a real jaw-dropping moment yeah well I'd love to talk about shy because it felt like every time it was like this person or shy and shy would stay around and then shy kind of being like on the bottom of Calaton was a big reason that Jess was was voted out so can you talk me through those decisions of why shy never went and where you sat with with shy and and his whole role in the tribe yeah I mean shy like bless him like I've yeah, he had a, he had a tough time. Um, it was very hard at the beginning to vote him out because he was doing so well at challenges, like so many strength based challenges at the beginning of the game. It was actually insane. And he was putting in a hardcore shift in all of them. Um, and that definitely kept him around for as long as he did stay around. He was also like a super fan and that just didn't bode well with everyone in in like especially at the beginning of the game everyone saw him as a really big threat in terms of that um and it made people like a bit nervous around him and all of that kind of stuff so that was probably yeah what was going on and yeah I felt for him though it was savage to watch back to be fair yeah it felt like you were pushing often not to go you know keep with keeping shy who was more physical and kind of had another perspective mm-hmm. on it and maybe Nathan it seemed to us was more like vouching for like the physicality of shy. Was that like a fair assessment of that dynamic? Yeah, I suppose so. Um, There's obviously like a lot of stuff that was, you know, not seen as well. Um, And I don't know, we just, we just never really like clicked that much. And it was, it was a tough one to try and orchestrate because no one had much of an idea of what we were doing, especially at the beginning of the mm-hmm. game. And it was almost like his name was put in the mix and then it just stayed there. It was just sort of like an easy target to just be like, okay, now's the week, now's the week. Do you know what I mean? It was just to try and deflect those votes away from yourself as much as you possibly can. So it did turn into kind of like a sheep mentality with that one. Yeah, well, a, a vote I'd love to talk through is sending Leilani to the other tribe and kind of everything that I've gathered from these exit interviews is Leilani would have gone home if it was a, a regular vote. She goes to the other tribe. Yeah. Was that your assessment of how that would have gone? And also with that, I'd just love to know your relationship with Leilani because it felt like she was so singularly loyal, especially to you. She's such a loyally minded player and you had voted her to another drive and she still was so connected to you the entire time so what was your perspective on that vote you know before the twist through the twist and then after to maintain that relationship with her which seems really really key to your game yeah yeah she is like yes and still to this day like yeah one of my really good friends she's an absolute babe and we were you know she wasn't having a good time in Calaton at all she wasn't like molding in with the group much. And we'd had lots of discussions about what what we were going to do. And I was very open with her that, you know, the votes are going on on you and it's looking like you're going to be going home. And there wasn't much fight there. Um, there wasn't much fight there from her because she, she was having such an awful time. Um, and 
everyone in the group wanted her to go just because of her sort of challenge ability up until that point. Obviously, it switched up big time after that. Um, but up until that point, so it it was just it was a really like sad situation to see her leave, which is why I was so happy to find out that she was just moving over to the other tribe and um I was just happy that we're able to maintain our relationship through all of that um because yeah I really value her as a friend like even outside of the game as well so I was happy that stayed well Lawrence is another key relationship we see that you have an individual relationship he's telling you about what happened when he went to the outpost you're going to vote with him against Rachel but he's like kind of on on the outer when you when you seem to mention your group Lawrence isn't in that key four and then he's going to like kind of half turn on you, but also half not. So yeah, talk yeah. me through the development of this relationship with Lawrence. I mean, um, Lawrence is just so jokes. Like he is hilarious to be around. He is like a ray of sunshine. So we kind of bonded from that at the beginning. Um, and then when I left and moved over to the other tribe, he had a lot, I think he was on the wrong side of the votes with the whole shy situation. And then the fact that Nathan didn't actually go home when Nathan came over in the merge, it was just like, Lawrence is not with us. And I was just like, okay. So it was a very clear, um, like separation that Lawrence had situation that he'd put himself in from what happened in Calaton when I wasn't there. Um, it's a little bit funny because I obviously didn't tell him until the 11th hour mm. about the dog vote. And then in irony, he did the same thing with me. Um, but I was really angry at him <laughs> because yeah. I was like, gave me no freaking time. Like he honestly, he told me within about five minutes before going to tribal council. Like I, I had no time. Like I think when I went and spoke to um, Peg and Hannah, that was like within like seconds of us having to like shut up and get get going so I was pretty angry at him about that whole situation and I was I was sure that when that the person who had flipped on me was Lawrence Mm because I just couldn't have fathomed fathomed that it would have been Matthew um so I I thought it was Lawrence so to be fair he was like super in my bad books after all of that Mm. but he's not he's not at all anymore and I I just loved being around him. He was hilarious. He was great. And he was so good at challenges. Like you didn't even really like see his um, challenge ability that much until like later on the game. But at the beginning, he was just smashing it for us. I loved it. And he, he didn't tell you about Matthew flipping or his intention to kind of quasi no. flip. Like, yeah. So that's not really the information you want to hear. Like the minority no. Lenin's voting for you is one thing, but a majority of people, that's a different bit of information, Lawrence, to give you. Oh, like 100%. He didn't, he did. And I, I also had to like, it was like getting blood out of a stone from mm. him. He was like, oh, well, I don't know. We might not all be on the same page. I'm like, what do you mean we're not on the same page? Like what page? <laughs> like, give me more. You can't just tell me that and then have two minutes for me to like lose my head. So yeah, it wasn't that helpful to be honest. Well, I'd love to get to this key decision to swap when you're in the situation with Shy, yourself and Matthew and two of you have to go over. You were in such a good spot running everything at Calaton. What was your thinking in going over with Matthew and what was your kind of hope and plan for when you got there to survive through that? Yeah, I mean, this was this did not go the way that I wanted it to go at all. Like I wanted Shy to go over there. Um, I wasn't. I wasn't too concerned about whether it was me or Matthew who went over just because I knew that we wanted someone from the Alliance to go over. But I knew that if Shy went over there, he'd be out straight away. 
Um, and we were like sat there, the three of us, me, Matthew and Shy. And Shy instantly just went, look, I'm not going over like straight off the bat because he knew. And Matthew was like, oh, yeah, like I could imagine, you know, you probably shouldn't go over. And I'm like, they're like, why? Just shut up. Like, don't say that. And then Matthew, like, I don't know. He just like, bless him. He just he, he was being kind. Like he was thinking for, he was thinking that Shy was going to be screwed if he went over there. And he was agreeing with Shy. And I was trying to like convince Shy that it was going to be fine. And, you know, you just head on over there, honey, and life's mm-hmm. going to be great. But mm-hmm. um, by the time that Matthew had agreed with Shy, Shy was like adamant, there's no way I'm going. And it was obviously going to be the two of us. And that's when I think I said, I was like, well, it's obviously just done, isn't it? Because, you know, there's no more convincing. Shy is literally not going because of Matthew. Um, you know, saying that it w- would be a bad idea too. So I was kind of annoyed at that one. That wasn't my plan. Um, and then I I had had a conversation with Matthew afterwards, like, why did you say that? You know, that like, that just totally screwed it. But luckily it was all right. Thank God. Um, luckily we had Leilani, like the first minute we went over there, like so happy to see us. So that was, yeah, it went the way, the best it could have gone to be fair. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's this whole thing with, little fish gate and it felt like you were kind of really (laughs) pushing that and giving the information that Lawrence had given you to you know widen that gap so you're in a situation with you know Ash and Chris and then Lee as well with that and then Hannah seemed to be with Ren and there's a divide that kind of puts the Calitonians in a swing boat position where you could have gone either with Ash or with Ren you go with Ren so what were you doing at that time strategically to kind of make your way through that and then can you talk me through that decision to vote Ren out at that stage yeah uh, so that whole Fishgate thing was just leverage. Like well, as soon as I came over, I knew that that was the only, like, that was my main thing that I was going to be used, be able to use to deflect the votes away from me. Um, and I just thought, let's just get it over and done with and do it in the most public way. I wasn't aware that some of them already knew, um, about it. Like I didn't know that Chris knew, I don't think at that point. Um, so I thought I was like really putting the cat against the pigeons. But it was it was great leverage for that moment. And it just meant I could push the votes further away from me as possible because we were so vulnerable at that point. Um, And I was grateful that Lawrence had told me that information for real. Mm, Yeah. So then and then why go with Ren in that when you kind of had a decision at that point where your numbers could have decided Ren or Ash? Just because I had dirt on Ren and I didn't have any dirt on Ashley. It wasn't it wasn't. it wasn't some kind of like mastermind plan. And also I didn't, I didn't know either of them. Like I didn't have any kind of relationship with either of them. I only had dirt on Ren. That's all I had. So that was, that was the only reason for using that. There wasn't, there wasn't any, yeah, that was it. Yeah. Well, these are obviously going to be important people moving forward Anna, we see that connection in your final episode, the, the kind of bond you were making. Ash and Chris, which is yeah. going to go well for a little bit, but they're not so yeah. well. And and so yeah. you told me through some of those relationships, particularly with Chris and Ash, where, you know, there's still, I think, discrepancy. If you ask Lee, Ash wanted to come for you. If you ask Ash, she was all in with you. I still I know. don't know what's true. So were you kind of picking up on those vibes? And where were you sitting kind of through the rest of a post-swap where you don't go to tribal council, but those dynamics going to play out in ways that will like completely explode at the merge? Yeah, 100%. I I didn't have any idea that either of them were going for me at that point. <laughs> I thought, like, I thought that it was, because Ashley was, you know, we were doing this whole, like, female alliance thing. So 
I mean, I know obviously later down in the game, but I wasn't expecting them to be, you know, thinking of me at that point as much as they were when I watched it back. And I mean, with Lee, though, I did I did know that I was on the chopping block just because I was a woman and because, you know, I was strong and I knew, I knew the moment that Matty got over there, he was going to like take Matty under his wing. So I knew Lee, to be fair. Um, but that's why I gave it absolutely everything at that challenge with the with the weights, because I knew that Lee would um, champion like you know, trying hard and pushing through that. So that's why I just went to like, I absolutely couldn't on that one, which I think did put me in his good book. So that, that plan kind of worked not for mm-hmm. long, but for a bit. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned Ash, like if you had gone back to a tribal council, was the hope to do an all women thing against someone like a Lee or what were you kind of hoping, you know, cause you were in a Calaton minority at that point, but what were yeah. you hoping would happen at a tribal council at that point? What was I, what was I thinking would happen? I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking I would happen at that point. It's hard to think back. I think I was just, I think it was Christopher that we were hoping to go for or Lee. I think it was Lee because we were, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that one. I can't, I can't quite remember where my headspace was at at that moment. I won't lie. And I don't just want to make it up. (laughs) Yeah, no. I mean, had you not bonded with Chris? Um, Slightly, but not as much as I'd hoped. Like um, from when from when we were kind of like doing when we when I was in Calaton and um, we were in different tribes, we'd always kind of like smiled at each other. We were both wearing leopard print, so we kind of had that vibe going on. <laughs> and I'd hoped that when I'd got come over to um, Lenena, we'd connect it. We would would connect more than we had, but we didn't connect as much as I thought we would. And I had Matty, I had Leilani. And me and Ashley were connecting. So he wasn't quite as close to as me as I thought that we were going to be. Right. So getting to the merge, Lenena breaking up, which must be music to your ears. You're going to use that to get to yeah. a Peloton majority, which is amazing. And you are between, I guess, you know, this kind of thing to go for Lee. And then there's going to be, of course, so much fallout with, with Chris and Ash. Can you just talk me through the chaos of that at the merge? going for someone like a Lee in that plan and then how it kind of all derailed at that point for Chris and Ash with what Lee had been saying about them. Yeah, that was wild. That tribal council was insane. Like I, first of all, I had no idea that Christopher was throwing the challenge. Like when you're in the (laughs) middle of that, you are in the middle of that. Like I'm not looking around at Christopher. I'm looking at what I'm holding and making sure I can prop it up and do my best. Like I had no idea that we, that he was throwing that challenge the whole way throughout the challenge. And then the, oh, the first time I heard about that kind of sabotage was when Lee exposed it in tribal council. So I was like, what? Mm-hmm. So I had, I, this whole time I actually been like girls together, you know, let's get, let's do this. And I'm like, okay, cool. This is cute. We'll get out Lee. And then when Lee had said that, that Ashley and Christopher had like tried to throw the challenge, I was like, what the frick? Like, mm-hmm. I did not know that you were doing that. I had no idea. And then that's when the whole thing just fell apart with Chris and Ashley. And that's why I was saying the next day, like, I thought I could trust you. And I just, I, you just totally blew my mind. Like I had no idea you were going behind my back like that. So for Christopher and Ashley, in my eyes, that was just done after that. There was no way that I was going to be able to trust them again. So unfortunately that was the nail in their coffin on that one. Yeah. We see that there might be, you know, maybe some want to protect Ash from a kind of women's perspective. Can you talk about 
you know, maybe that connection, if that was still playing out and also just your thoughts on this kind of very unfortunate pattern and trend um, where yeah. a lot of the women were going out early and kind of, you know, how you saw that now and, and in the moment. Yeah. I mean, I, um, I had started to build really close relationships with Ashley and I was enjoying the idea of what we were doing to like get together to keep the girls in. Obviously, that's my my hopes and dreams shattered with that one when I found out that she was trying to sabotage the game and to get me out. So that threw me. Then um, I obviously wanted to put votes on Christopher rather than on Ashley so that I could try and keep some kind of alliance, female alliance in the game, because I knew that once Christopher was gone, she wouldn't have anyone apart from the girls alliance. So I was keen on keeping her in. And I also wasn't aware that Christopher had one, an idol or because, you know, I, I didn't know what his advantage was mm. from what he got from the merge. So I thought that it might have been an extra vote or something like that. No one was saying what it was. So I wasn't aware of what he had. So I was expecting Christopher to go home because I thought he might have had an extra vote or something. So I wasn't I wasn't mm. hell set on knowing that Ashley was going to be going home that day. And I because I didn't know he was going to play an idol. Um, mm. But it was really tough. To kind of if I'm being like totally real with you, I didn't notice the women getting no lock um, taken out whilst I was over at Calaton. It wasn't something that was going on in my head. And then when I came over to Lenena, things started to become clearer bit by bit, but it was a very slow realization, which is really annoying. And I, if like back in hindsight, I wish that I'd thought about that a little bit more, but I hadn't. Um, so it was a slow realization for me. And I was so sad that that was what was happening when I figured it out and it like it dawned on me. That's what was going on. It was sad. Um, and it's just there was so many freaking physical challenges at the beginning. Like there was no puzzles. There was nothing like no balance, really anything like that. So it was I could see why it was happening, but it wasn't nice to watch or to be a part of um, when I realized that I was playing a part of it. So that was really sad. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely hard. And I always feel that this burden gets put on women and the fans do it and we do it to ourselves of like, we have to be the ones to, you know, be the ones pulling up women. But then it's hard because in many ways it can go against your own gameplay. So you can be kind of sabotaging yeah. yourself. And it's like, well, you're a woman that wants to yeah. do well. And so I always find that that burden that women place on ourselves and that is placed on us can be really, really tough. So, I mean, it should yeah. definitely not have to be on you in that. Um, it just, you know, it's it's a product of so many different things but I'd love to talk yeah. about this huge decision because a big week for you you're going to make the the move of the week and then go home within two episodes it's such a about face it's crazy <laughs> do you look back at that decision for to take Doug out rather than Chris and obviously Chris is going to be a big part of like you know pushing a vote against you do you have any regrets on that now or was that kind of just unforeseeable to see how that would really turn if Doug was taken out in, instead of Chris I mean my only regret is that if like it was Matty's idea to get dug out. That was Matty's idea. Oh. But it was, it was, it was my mistake that I was the orchestrator. Like I feel like I took too much um credit for that in the edit. Um, and but to be fair, props to Matty because he came up with the idea, planted it in my head, and then I went out and and orchestrated it. So I do have regret in like putting so much of a target on my back with that move at that time. Um, but Christopher was just, I, maybe I underestimated 
Christopher and Matthew's relationship yeah. as well. Yeah. I underestimated that that they were close, and obviously that got that got made bigger when they won the next reward challenge, and then they had time. You know, Matty and um, Christopher had time to convince Matty, which I which I hadn't seen. But I I don't I don't regret. Um, getting dug out at that point it was a big move and it was time to start making big moves but I just I yeah I I underestimated the things that would happen after that so I definitely do regret that I wish yeah. I had a bit more I mean it's so hard it's hard, it's like, hard. I like the move I liked it it's <laughs> really that's what I was saying like it's such marginal things I feel like that were just like slipping in because you were such a big threat and it's so hard to protect yeah. against that when everyone can see that you're like right out in front so I I like the move I, I would have done the same thing I feel like it, it's a really tough thing but um it's yeah savage though I mean no but Doug is just like such a badass I have to just say that like he was the biggest threat in the game yeah no one saw what he was getting up to like even when I'm watching it back I'm like damn dog like I did not know you were such a dirty dog he was getting up to like so much stuff I didn't realize so I am glad to be fair that I got him out but he is yeah he's such 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 a sound guy so yeah it was sad but we move yeah for sure well you know someone like Hannah you know you see that connection and she's it's not going to be enough for her to not turn once she's been blindsided at that point did you expect a relationship like that to to turn I mean Okay, this is the tough one because obviously we did have, we were building a relationship. It was tough because I'd only really just got to know her. So, and I knew because she told me in the past and like people had said in the past that she was a little bit like loose lipped when it came to like holding stuff down before votes. I knew that I had to blindside her in order to get dug out. Otherwise she would have just gone and told him like she had a reputation of doing that in the past. So I didn't trust to bring her in on that. Um, and it, we had like connected, you know, in a, in a way that I, I didn't expect her to go against her word in that one. Um, which was a shame, you know, we connected a lot about being women of color and stuff like that. So that was like, that was, that one did cut deep. I won't lie. Um, I wasn't expecting, I I wasn't expecting that one, but this is the game. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't hate the player, hate the game. That's it. Like I just, yeah, I'm just not taking it personally. Like, obviously it's really tough to watch her turn on me like that, but to be fair, I didn't give her much in the first place, you know what I mean? Like I blindsided her before with the Ren vote and the dog vote. So I don't have two legs to stand on. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, it's so. very, very tough. Well, last question. I'd love to know how much you had experience with Survivor before you came on the show, how much you'd seen because, you know, you ran so much of the show. So had you watched much of it before you came on? Uh, oh, how the mighty fool, boy. <laughs> so jokes. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I love the show. I honestly love the show. I have watched it for a while. Um, I've started on the American season, then I, or seasons, and then I moved over to the Australian one sort of like just before the show. So the Australian one was more new to me than the US one. Um, but yeah, I've, I've watched it loads. I've loved it for ages. I was so happy when it came up that I could apply to be here in the UK. I was like, this is a bit of me. So I was, I was ready for it. And yeah, I, I love the show. Always Amazing. Have. Well, you've definitely contributed now to the overall global franchise. You were such a star and Thank you know, you. it takes, it takes a legend like that when a vote like that happens, like it will be memorable because you were 
so iconic. It's such a big part of the season. So no regrets on the Winnipeg. I think a lot of what I expected definitely played out and you were yeah. a, you know, a massive player in the game. So congrats and thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Thank you so much. And I just want to say like, I love the podcast as well. You guys thank are killing you. it. I'm literally like tuned in all the time, like listening to what you guys think about everything. So well, yeah, thank you, thank you, so you much. for keeping that down. No, thank you. Well, yeah, have a great day. Thanks so much, Nuke. No worries. Big love. Thank you. Bye. Laters. There you have it, everyone. I hope that you enjoyed both of those excellent interviews. I certainly enjoyed getting to do those interviews, talking to Doug through his thinking, through the much debated moves through the last couple of weeks, hearing from Tanuke, who really was the absolute queen. I truly thought pretty much until that final vote got read, I'm like, this is Tanuke's game. I truly thought that. So two really amazing people to speak to in the exit interviews today. Recap is out. Check-in unlocked for everyone is out. U.S. Survivor, I'm covering that. I will be on the Nodals with Omer this week while Rob is in NOLA, covering The Crown as well on Post Show Recaps, putting out a lot of podcasts. So follow me, Ash Shannon Gates, so you don't miss any of the content. Thank you, as always, for being on the journey. Such a fun journey of Survivor UK. Such a thrill to be on it with all of you, as always. So thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next time. Bye. Australian Survivor is Survivor. 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 Survivor.